stuff. So is this informer number 13? I'm not sure. I don't, don't, don't worry about it. Just say. Okay, all right. That's it. So we're going to read the results pretty much, and then you have a, a yeah. couple, a story at all, or? Yeah, I got, I got something I'll do. But um, have you got the... Um, I could go to the oh. Twitter. Yeah, because otherwise I'll, just be, I'll be talking. Yeah, that'll be fine. Let's see. Go to the Twitter. Let's go down right to the bottom. Yeah. Because then I, didn't, I wasn't really using it before. Well, there's a lot of... Let's see. I go to the mentions it's probably faster because it'll be like you had some polls done no it's not in the mentions it'll be it's, it's in the tweets because mm. then there's oh, tweets yeah. on top of it that's for sure because uh, the first one pops up real quick the uh oh yeah it's the pin tweet yeah it's the pin tweet right but but there's only one pin tweet and then you gotta go yeah. scroll through the other ones yeah just go down to the bottom Oh, it's like the first thing we tweeted with this? No. Okay, there we go. All right, yeah, there we go. Good. All right. Okay, let's go for it. One second. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just make sure I have the... I'll put the applause buttons and all that kind of shit. Let's see. Okay. <clears throat> I know when I did the Twilight Zone one, we got blocked. Jesus Christ. It's good because we could make fun of the PWI stuff too at the same time. Yeah, but let me find my main story first. Okay. I, I was just clearing up someone else's bullshit story. Oh, and I had a question for you from uh, a fan that uh, I saw at a golf shop, and he wanted to know something, so I have to ask on the show. All right, ready? Yep. What's up, everyone? You are listening and watching the Wrestling Informer. We are back to give you the results of the end of the year awards and a little bit of news. I'm Cav Manning. I'm from the Lingus Mafia podcast. Go see all my nonsense. Everything is at Lingus Mafia, including TikTok, for God's sake. So that is your leader in the news right next to me. But I don't know if he'll be a leader in the NFL playoffs wearing that kind of stuff. It's so funny. Look, at I have my horrible team, but I have uh, stuff on the horizon because everyone got fired, Billy. So I have my Bears. You have your Packers. <laughs> That's Mr. Billy Body, by the way. Yeah, we're not playing this week, so we get to heal up. I, you know, do you know Aaron Rodgers hadn't practiced hadn't practiced all season like all since he got that foot that injury. foot thing yeah he doesn't need to he's one of it's like there's certain guys you go all right that's fine <laughs> you don't really need to he ended his first practice session yesterday for the first time in months maybe that might be a problem maybe that'll be the jinx you go uh-oh uh, don't do do anything differently don't do anything differently they got to be mean, nervous though because it's no, like there's, not, there's no one there i don't think that, that will be us I, i'm more worried about i don't want to play houston Sorry, not Houston. I don't want to play Tennessee in the, in the playing Super Bowl. Really? Tennessee? I don't even think twice about Tennessee for some reason. It's like, even though they're first place, I'm like, yeah, whatever. First place in the 11 to 1. Like, the, the last time a team was that big was when the Philadelphia Eagles oh. lost Carson Wentz. No kidding. And, uh, they were replaced by, um, who, who was, who, was it? Um, Falls. Falls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one of my quarterbacks. And they were they were they were not the favorites to win the uh, they were not favorites to win the NFC and they were way down for the Super Bowl they were like um, sixteen to one man it was like every game they were like oh they're gonna lose they're gonna lose and then they kept yeah. on underdog mentality so we're going to give you the results we had voting on our Twitter and that was at K one hundred Informer that is our Twitter here 
And we had a bunch of categories. We took a couple weeks for everybody to vote on it so we can tally up the votes. Do you want to go over? Because the PWI just had their their little uh, everybody voted. I guess it's fans voting, and it pretty much tells you that only AEW fans look at that magazine. Because Or, or, it, or it tells you that um, Tony Khan is bribing off all the mark sheets, all the all the Meltzers and the Johnsons and the and these magazines. The thing is is that print is dead. Yeah. Like print is dead. No, no one's buying magazines anymore. I used to buy that magazine. I still like a magazine. I still like to have something in my hand, like I a book. Do, but that particular magazine for me, mm-hmm. that was always the must buy for a flight. Like I I would get through that on a on a flight all, all the time. I remember it. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter in, in 2022. I mean, the AEW are, are wasting their money on the wrong things. Yeah, I see. Like, I was I was talking to Fausti about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, did you hear uh, <laughs> the match of the year? I I couldn't believe when he told me what the match of the year was. Uh, what was it? I didn't see that. It's a woman's match is match of the year. Oh, God, it's that. Is it that Brett Baker match from uh, TV? Yes, from, like, uh, was it St. Patrick's Day? And I'm like, that was match of the year. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I am like amazed. Because I go, well, who's wrestler of the year? It has to be Roman Reigns. It just, it has to be. There's no question about that. No, no. Omega, of course. I'm like, holy God. I mean, even they said the last time woman's match of the year was, it was the Iron Woman's match 30 minutes, which I laughed that that's an Iron Man match. Iron Woman's match, Bailey and Sasha. And we both said that wasn't even the best match. It was the match prior that was the best match between the two of those girls. Right. <laughs> Where they're stomping on the hand and all that. I'm like, what? So, yeah, they kind of lost credibility. As soon as I heard all that nonsense, I was like, whatever. Yeah, they're, all, they're all losing credibility because they're all getting old. And, um, and yeah, I mean, Tony Khan is, is buying out all the people that, I mean, he's buying out the guys who, he, he bought the he bought the Observer. He read the Observer. He read the PWI, and now he wants to be friends with them all. I mean, this is this is not a business. I'm telling you, this is not a business. Like it, it's there to it's a toy. It's a toy where I mean, the business model is set up to lose a hundred million dollars in the first five years. Um, you have 175 million dollars per year um, te- television money coming in. Mm-hmm. And, you're just, and you're using that for your is that well, let's check that um, and you're and you're using that simply just to pay off your talent like you're using that just for your wage bill. It must be nice to be you know a gazillionaire and be able to you know dump money around. But I mean now they're having guys come back like this last week, you know the surprise person and everything like that. And I'm like, who's that? No clue. It is one hundred seventy five million dollars. It's not per year though. Mm. It's uh, $45 million per year. Okay. So let's get to the, the the first category we had, and that was for best character of the year. You want to start with that, Billy? I could do that for you. Uh, yeah. Our our choices were Dan Lambert, Hunter Brock Lesnar, MJF, and Roman Reigns. Uh, do you want me to go in order from least votes to best? No, go third and then second, then go fourth and then go first. Okay. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> There's only one way to do it. Like, come on. Well, I'm going to give the, give the winner. Do you want me to just tell you what each one had in order? I mean, of, of, of garbage. Let me do. Let me tell you this. Okay, you go ahead. Let me see. Dan Lambert came in fourth with 4%. There you go. Hunter Brock Lesnar was third with 11%. MJF was the runner-up with 21%, and your winner was Roman Reigns with 64% for the best character of the year. Okay. So that was pretty uh, pretty much what we thought, right? I mean, did you have any other thoughts on that than what we've said? No. Um, when you define this, well, when we had this go on to talk about this, and sometimes it can be when you're looking at a character, you're looking to define it outside of people who are sort of people that are playing someone way beyond themselves, you know, Bray Wyatt, Undertaker, these kind of characters, but they don't really exist that much in, in, in the current form. So yeah, I mean, you, you can just add 
real wrestlers to this and just look at people who are playing their role really well because with with television being oversaturated with so many matches now just play, simply doing your role correctly and efficiently has become what a character is there's no undertaker there's no kane there's no bray wyatt there's no doink there's no um i mean we had that terrible alexa bliss character but these Who's these back? yeah the, these characters have ended up more so on the worst character of the year kind of thing i mean and that luchasaurus is another one and he just about missed out so it's, it's hard to define what a character is now um or a lot of these guys got put into the categories for best baby face and best heel and uh and best wrestler of the year in general so it's it shows you how little there is out there at the moment in terms of what was good and um this this character ideally in a really really good year if you're looking at something like the the attitude era you would actually put the characters in here. You'd have your Mankinds, your Kanes, your Undertakers, etc. Um, and even maybe, see, that's the thing. The Rock, the Rock's a character. Like that's yeah, a, they're all pretty much, yeah, you would kind of almost put them all that, of them in a character. Yeah, and that side of things is, is gone. So, yeah, this is what we have. So, we're going to best heel of the year. And uh, it was Kenny Omega, Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, Reigns and MJF. Those were your picks. And Kenny Omega had a whole 1% coming in dead last. wrestler in the year had 1% of doing his job. <laughs> like, yeah. The wrestler of the year could not get a barely a percent for best heel of the year. Uh, then you had, uh, coming in third, Becky Lynch with 4%. And then it jumps quite a bit because you have second place being MJF with 34 but Roman Reigns was 61. I don't know if I agree with this one as much. I think the real heel role, like we were talking to Bischoff about this. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, and it was more about what is a heel to you because how I said the Reigns heel was the cool Diesel, you know, Nash heel. Um, and it was almost like a separate category for the difference in heel. It's very apples and oranges even though it's heel. So I would think MJF is like when you're doing true heel, it's MJF. But uh, Roman Reigns wins this with 61. percent What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I agreed with uh, Bischoff at the time as well. Um, one thing I'm noticing going through these polls is that they're very mashed up. Like because if I want to do like the the worst character of the year, it's like further up. So yeah, be 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 wary of the order here. Okay, when you're doing. Uh, all right, so going to the next. What do you want next? We have storyline of the year. We could jump to that. We can go to get, do, the, do, the, do the worst character of the year because we already did the best character. Okay, let me go to there's wrestler of the year. So where is okay? We didn't. We worst. didn't do baby. We didn't do baby face of the year, did we? No, I don't think so. That was pretty much just going to be wrestler. I think worst character of the year. We had to choose from Madcap Moss, Nikki A.S.H., Alexa Bliss with Lily, and Cody Rhodes. This was uh, a little more. This was tighter three of them, and then it was jumping to number one. So Madcap was last with 12%, and then you had Alexa Bliss with Lily for 21%, Nikki A.S.H. for 26 and then the whopping 41% was Cody Rhodes. Nobody likes Cody Rhodes. What do you think? Yeah, again, I don't know if this is a character because I think Cody Rhodes is being Cody Rhodes. And when Cody Rhodes is Cody Rhodes, nobody likes Cody Rhodes. So I think just the personality of Cody Rhodes won him this award. And it's, it's the one you want to win the least on this, on this bowl. I mean, all these characters are shit. You could have added the Dark Order, which we had initially. You could have added Luchasaurus, which Disco Inferno said. Um, you could have added the Street Profits. This was this was the cat. This was the one category where we were deducting a lot of names. This is the one category where we had a longer list and had to cut through. It's um, it shows you what kind of year we've really had in wrestling. We'll go to moment of the year next, and then we'll hit storyline. So moment of the year, you had to choose from. CM Punk and MJF's exchange, John Cena returns, Brock saves Heyman, 
or the return of CM Punk. This broke down 5% last place was CM Punk and MJF exchange, which was pretty damn good, but I guess that's not a moment um, that you would base the whole year around. Uh, At 18%, it's Brock saving Heyman. And then I'm surprised that second place at 27% is John Cena returning. I wouldn't think anything of this. Uh, We'll talk about it. But number one, 50% was the return of CM Punk, which I would have to agree with a guy who hasn't been there for seven years, comes back to the industry. Um, Do you think Cena deserves to be as high as it was? Because I almost think of it as, yeah, he comes back once a year to do something for the most part, and I expect it. Mm, he does, but this this was a longer time that he was back for. Um, it was the first pay-per-view back with crowds, the second show back, and then you give him John Cena. I think the reaction to it was different to reactions that Cena's had before in terms of it being just completely unanimously happy to see him. It was very attitude error in terms in, in line with what the pop was so yeah I, I i agree that that should have been second so okay storyline of the year mm-hmm. we had omega and hangman cm punk mjf charlotte and becky and then roman brock and Heyman. Uh, this broke down Charlotte and Becky only 6% dead last, which is surprising because that was a pretty good, you know, dipping into realism. Right. And that was something that the Bischoff said that he was his favorite. So, uh, these two are real neck and neck Omega and hangman 10% followed up by CM Punk and MJF at 11%. And then, overwhelming first place 73 percent roman brock and Heyman, which i fully agree uh i i would think that it should in my order it's roman brock Heyman number one cm punk mjf number two because of the mic skill stuff and then charlotte and becky but very close uh because of the realism and then omega hangman i i could give to piss. Yeah, I mean, again, this this is um, this is indicative of a of a bad year because the MJF Punk match hasn't happened, and they're still and they're bleeding this into 2022. And Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are building towards the main event of WrestleMania. So, yeah, that that kind of tells you that 2021 didn't have its own individual feuds that were good enough to get on this poll. Um, you, I mean, there, there were some, like Bianca Bianca Belair was in a feud with Becky. Bianca Belair was in a feud with Sasha, Sasha Banks. Um, Not good enough Edge, to do anything, uh, though, really. Edge was in a feud with Seth Rollins. It didn't make the poll, um, largely because I don't think they did enough to, to build up towards Hell in a Cell, even though the match was really good. Uh, Roman Reigns had various feuds with um, Cesaro, with Daniel Bryan, where he, where you know, he got him off SmackDown. If he lost him again, he would leave SmackDown. He had feuds of Edge, but overall, um, and you had Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton as well. But that was a disaster. So overall, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a great year, and a few, and the winner is a few that's riding into 2022. Female wrestler of the year. We gave you choices between Mandy Rose, Bianca Belair. Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Uh, taking it in the rear was Mandy Rose with 17%. Then going to Charlotte Flair, which just pretty much tells you people are sick of her because I mean, she's had the belt and she's in the mix and everything like that. But she was gone, I guess, for a little bit. She gets 19%. And then coming in second place, 21% is Becky Lynch. She she made it later in the year. And first place, 43% is Bianca Belair. She, I would say you go this way. She was there for the entire year. She's been on the rise and doing stuff. Even if you don't like her or anything, she's, she's been the main focus for them, it seems. Yeah, I'll be interested to see 
if the, if we could have made this a six person, I think Mandy Rose deserved to get in just for when we talk about people being dead and, and not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden transformation, transforming their character. No one else has done that. Charlotte's still the same Charlotte. Becky's had a, had a character transformation, but a lot of people are against it uh, in terms of they want it. They want to root for her. And Bianca Belair is a more, I think a worse version of what she was in NXT. But Mandy Rose is totally different and it deserves to be on the list. I don't get the whole thing with Britt Baker. For me, she's the only woman in AEW that, that's over. And I think she got over doing something else initially. It wasn't her wrestling. And then she had to bleed. And then the other week on Rampage, we see these other women trying to bleed to like, um, you know, appease Dave Meltzer. This company, is just, sometimes it's just sad to see like what they're trying to do. That they don't need to do all this shit. And, um, and Tony Khan, with the level that he's at in, in, in business and, and everything, like he shouldn't be encouraging like this excessive blading of women. Like I know people are going to turn around and go, oh yeah, but they want to be equal and all that. Well, you're not equal. Like you're not equal. Like I can lift more than women can. Like, and most, but do you appreciate the blood more? I mean, I'm glad they bleed on that show at least. And I don't really care who does. Um, I don't, I don't want to see women bleeding. I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate. It's not social. Justice. Well, most all, all women bleed though. Not from their head. <laughs> right. so, so it's it's I, I I and in fact it's not social justice. In fact, it's the opposite way because this will come across as sexist. But I, I couldn't I couldn't give a shit. Like women are women. They're not supposed to do everything that men do. It's one thing for them having having them wrestle. But I don't want to see them bleeding out of their. Out see, of their I don't. Mind. I don't mind it. I really don't. I. I think it's because we don't ever see it, and so it was the shock factor too. It's like, oh my god, look! I mean, Bunny was gushing. You know, she's. Yeah, and she's gonna permanently have a blading scar on her head. Like, is that what you think is right? it's their choice is what I think it is. And I doubt somebody said, go out there and I want you to, you know, cut yourself this and that. And I'm, I don't see how that's possible, but. Yeah, but that's my issue. The fact is their choice and they choose to do it. So in what kind of warped world, like apart from this AEW bubble, does a woman choose to do that? Because there's obviously this, this, you know, this kind of weird atmosphere there where they're trying to, appease these smelly basement dwellers and and, <laughs> Dave, and Dave Meltzer and, and it's like you don't need to why are you trying to does Meltzer uh, say good stuff when they cut themselves the women I've I don't I, never seen one thing Dave has ever said well, I don't well, think well, in my well, life we'll, we'll talk about some of the stuff this clown's saying but um but yeah I mean no, I, don't, I don't give a shit what he says like they they are trolling Twitter when Mandy Rose is there doing a swimsuit with swimsuit photo shoot with the belt going, oh, this has set back the business 20 oh, years. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. It shows you how much I look at what they say. Absolute losers. Like, you're complaining about a hot girl in a bikini, and you're praising a girl that cuts her face. Like, fuck off. Like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not – I'm sorry, but, like, I'm – I, I think I, I know what I'd rather see. I want to see in the comments, see if people enjoy. What do you think they will say? Are they good with the girls cutting themselves the same and enjoy it when it happens? Or if they think it's not right for the women to be bleeding in the ring like that, see which side they come on. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't care less. I know there'll you don't, some, but it's good. Be, there'll, be, there'll be some people that, just want to disagree with everything I say. And there'll be some people that just, um, I, I think more or less looking at these polls, they seem to be going with the WWE guys. So I think they'll, yeah. probably, I think they'll probably agree with me. Uh, we'll go to match of the year before we finish up with male wrestler of the year. So okay. do you want to do it that way? Or you want to go the other way? No, that's fine. Okay. Match of the year. We gave you the choice between Flair and Lynch from Survivor Series, Bucks versus Lucha Brothers from All Out, Edge versus Rollins, Hell in a Cell, and Reigns, Edge, Bryant, WrestleMania. This one got close, Billy. That's, why, that's the only reason I was contemplating making it last. But yeah, like because I know this was the poll result whole result I was watching throughout the week. Mm. 
So at 9% last, we get Flair and Lynch Survivor Series. And then we have at 19% the Bucks against the Lucha Brothers. Now is the tight one. Second place, first place divided by 2%. Coming in second place with 35%. Edge versus Rollins, Hell in a Cell. So the winner is WrestleMania. Reigns, Edge, Bryant, 37%. Have you seen how many things Roman Reigns is winning? Yeah, and... I I don't really have a problem. I think Roman has been, like I said, he's. I'm terrified if he gets hurt. <laughs> I'm like, please don't get hurt because that's what is keeping me on SmackDown. For those counting, that's storyline of the year, character of the year, heel of the year, and match of the year. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. So we are finally at wrestler of the year. I wonder if I, uh, how we could. I wonder what this is going to be. So it is going to be between Bobby Lashley, Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, or uh, Brian Danielson, either way, and Roman Reigns. Fourth place, Bobby Lashley, fourth place out of all this. I mean, he had a pretty good year and finally got to where he should have been. So he's last. Third place, Kenny Omega with 10%. Wow. You know, I would I would switch these two because Daniel Bryan got 15. I'm like, well, at least Omega had the championship for a long time. So if you go by that. Daniel Bryan did two very different characters across two companies this year. Like he he missed a he missed a month or two mm-hmm. and then went straight back onto AEW television as a as a babyface and then turned heel. I mean, without turning, but he did turn heel and then embraced that very well. So and then he's got the he's got more matches as well. I think his matches are better than Kenny's throughout this year. I mean, people will say different, but but they are. So, well, that leaves first place with seventy one percent. Acknowledge him. He is the tribal chief. That is Roman Reigns with a landslide. And uh, can't really disagree with that. He should be wrestler of the year. Not uh, <laughs> that is funny. On our poll, Omega gets ten percent. But he wins on the PWI over Roman Reigns. So there is your poll. Thank you, everybody who voted and went to the Twitter to do that. Without you guys, we don't have all the votes. Do you have some insider news for us, Billy? But I want to ask you one question that I was asked by somebody at the golf store today. He goes, give me some inside news. Give me some inside news. And I go, well, I'm not the guy with the inside news. I asked somebody else. And he goes, is there any truth to the rumor, and I never heard this before, that Triple H and The Rock are thinking of putting together a wrestling organization because so many people have been released? I said, I have never heard that ever. But I'll ask. No. No. <laughs> I'm like, why would The Rock even bother? He'd go, all right, I'll put money into it. Triple H, you run it and give me some of the money from it, but I'm not going to be there. Yeah, no, I I heard nothing about that. Triple H is with the WWE. I mean, his role has been totally stripped down. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll start with that because I get a lot of questions. I mean, even Conan Disco asked me, like, where's Triple H? Has he been seen? He's made one visit down to the PC. Now, the identity that they're trying to establish here, and, and I've been told this by by people, is that they've evolved from the cool indie promotion, the coolest indie promotion. We're going to own the coolest indie promotion, and then we're going to move the talent up to up to WWE. That's what Triple H was trying to do. He was trying to say these talents don't need to work on the indies. We can we can have them all, and we can get them ready for the main roster. Whilst NXT doesn't have to be an outright developmental territory. The new tagline for what NXT 2.0 is, is we are going to put green guys on television. We're going to go back to an old developmental, and we are only looking for people who can main event WrestleMania to come out of this. So that that's that's the new look. So the whole thing is that we will put on what we we will we will put on what we put on, but the hiring process will be dedicated around do you really see this guy? headlining WrestleMania. So it's the complete 
opposite, which is why we saw a clear. And that is, that's not me looking at it and going, oh, what's the ethos of this one was this and the ethos of that one was that. I don't know what the ethos was of the other one was. I know what they were doing. They were hiring everyone from the indies and trying to be the cool indie fit. That's my opinion. The tagline for the other one is a fact. I know that internally they want to move away from that NXT. And the point of 2.0 is to look for people who could genuinely main event WrestleMania. And that is going to be the key question behind a lot of their hires. And when they do start to look at AEW talents, I already said before, Brian Cage was there. And now it's come through with something I already said ages ago with Russo, which is why I didn't bother with it here. Um, Wardlow, yeah, he's on, their, he's on their radar. Wardlow and Brian Cage, they will be the the two guys who they look at as legit and that they want to bring in. When everybody sits there and goes, oh, what if Kenny, Kenny Omega came to WWE? Nick Khan, Vincent Mann, they don't give a fuck. They're like, that's not a thing anymore. Kenny Omega, yeah, may have gone to NXT and had loads of matches with those guys, but now AEW is NXT, what it was. So, that I mean, it's like... When WCW became 80s WWF, but, you know, we'd, we'd not call a Nash and the NWO would slightly cooler. That's all AEW is now. AEW is like five year, NXT from five years ago. And I would argue it's not, it's not actually cooler. So no, I think, yeah, NXT was great at that point when it was Ciampa and Gargano and the spitting on the ring and throwing it into a crowd and, that was some, I remember that show that show we went to in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. The, the takeover was unbelievable. We were like we were jumping up and down. We were kids again watching that thing with that ladder match. Because yeah. we were into the dream. Where's the dream at? He's gotta come back. He's gotta go to AEW, just do something. <laughs> just so he's out there again. I think they're more social justice than WWE are. You know what? You're probably right about that. Um I I, I look at it now. And I'm sad because I see like they gotta get all the old football player or the football player, college football players, sign them for developmental. And you're like, so the guys who actually are into wrestling on the indies and really like this is their life and want to do it. It's like never mind them. Let's get guys who don't even care about wrestling and because they they're big and maybe we could do something. They'll, they'll sign indie guys who are six foot two. They'll sign indie guys at six foot two. But like there's that that nobody said they weren't gonna do that. So. They're just not. They're just not going to hire these midgets. And I, I, I see the point because you know it is odd from an outsider's perspective. With us, we grew up with it. Like we 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 saw the transition from Hogan to Bret and Sean and and everything that they did. We we accept the 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 underdog. We accept um, CM Punk and and Daniel Bryan and whatnot. Like we, it was phased into us. So it's kind of like this pandemic. Like we were talking about. I was talking about with my buddy last night. We were we were smoking a lot of weed, so that's why we ended up into these deep like conversations. But like after after we come back, we were talking about the whole pandemic, and I said, I said one of the things that, that fascinates me is that with this whole vaccine like situation, which we're not actually supposed to be talking about. I was going to say, watch yourself. <laughs> yeah, so this whole like vaccine situation, um, it's and and everything that these governments are asking people to do. It's been a case of, it's not been a case of how did we get here? Like, because everyone goes, well, how did we get here? Well, you know, you never question anything at the time. It was like a day by day, by, by week, by week, by week. It was a little thing. It was a little thing. And through that, it's been all normalized. If you're in a coma in 2019 and you woke up today, mm -hmm. like, why the hell am I doing this? You got to wear this mask. This scientist said, it doesn't work. You have to wear 10 masks to get any protection. doesn't matter. We still have to wear them. Why? Well, oh, and you also need these vaccines. Oh, do I? Why? Oh, because um, everybody's taking them. Oh, so it stops me getting the virus. No. <laughs> like, the coma, the coma victim is not going to take it. Like, the coma victim is going to have more logical sense than the people who have been nibbled at through every single process and accepted every small thing that they had to do. That's basically where where we're at with this coma person is going to think we're in another world when you wake up and you're going to go so i can't breathe the air i'm going to die because this is what i'm told i'm going to die if i if i have this yeah. air i can't go in a grocery store and, and that analogy will bring it back around that analogy works when you have a new fan that comes in 
and you see like the the, the, the skinny guy that's mm-hmm. smaller than you and most wrestlers are now smaller than me yeah I, I, I'm six one and 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 I train so most wrestlers are smaller than me like so I was looking at I, Danny Garcia yesterday and I was saying this to Fausti I was like he reminded me of like an indie guy who just started. I'm like, he's thin, he's small. And then like Statlander was bigger than Adam Cole. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, and you do like you're, you're taught to be, you know, if that, if Adam Cole showed up all of a sudden in even the nineties, like with Brett and Sean, I don't know if he would have been able to uh, get over as much. I, sometimes I cringe for them too because I want them to succeed. I really do, despite mm-hmm. what it sounds like. But I cringe for them when they did that Adam Cole Britt Baker thing. I think they felt that was going to be something really big that they'd been like building up to. Like, like they finally acknowledged that they're together, even though we all know yeah, one of those things. Such a big couple. Like he's a huge star and she's a huge star, and they're together. Oh my god! It's like, but it was like it's just fucking Adam Cole. He's just come from like NXT. He's here. You know, it's and and uh, and she was a few years ago. She was getting beaten up by by Nia Jax. Like I don't particularly care that they're to that they're together. I almost like from my in, in a non homosexual way. I look at them too and think he he could probably get better than that. Like I don't. I'm not attracted to this woman in any way, shape, or form. She she's got a face like a screen mask. So. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Not gonna be able to watch Scream anymore. <laughs> well, my exactly. thought today, right? What's that? Yeah, it just came. I think it's uh, the fourteenth. Have comes you seen out. a documentary with David Arquette? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> About the wrestling thing? Oh, you gotta watch this thing. Like my my buddy, who's not uh, who doesn't watch wrestling anymore. Uh, he stopped watching it. He used to go to WrestleMania with us and whatnot, but he he doesn't watch it anymore. He goes oh He's still doing the wrestling things, catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, I've got to watch this documentary. And he put it on for me last night. I watched it with him. It's so good. It's, it's just so his good. career or is it just the wrestling thing? Or oh, no, 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 no. It's like, I, and Bischoff's in it and Russo. Huh. So, and, I, and it was like, Jesus. And I said to them, I goes, I work with both these guys. And I said to him, like, um, so, so, so the whole thing was essentially, he felt like he he's a wrestling fan who felt like he embarrassed himself and wrestling. He feels like he completely disrespected it and he wanted to go back and earn people's respect. He said he wanted to go from, so even though he's been the champion, he said he wanted to start at the bottom and pay his dues to pay yeah. back. And he's like getting shit kicked out of him in like. <laughs> That's that death him. match we watch on. Uh... Yeah, he goes on, he goes and wrestles like, so in Mexico at the red lights, you know, in traffic, where sure. the lights are red. They like fight on the streets. <laughs> God, to get, to get tips, They're hitting each other with chairs and everything. He had to go and do like <sighs> matches in traffic, like matches in tra- like little little bits in traffic. You got you got to watch this thing. I'll have to watch. It. You say it's on Netflix? No, it's um, it's um, I, I got it on my Sky, so I don't know where you you'll probably have to find it on YouTube. Yeah, I'll find it. Do you have any more news, or is that all you had? Oh, I got a massive piece of news. But how's Cobra Kai going? I haven't. Well, I got to finish all my Royal Rumbles for Patreon still. After oh, that's man. done, I am on it. I promise you. But I have to do all that stuff first. So, um, and I got 15 minutes before I got to get out of here. So, give me that yeah, good yeah. news. <laughs> all right. So, so it's not. So, uh, so what I'm doing here. I've got a couple of stories, and I and and basically they're both corrections. I'm gonna save one. No. We'll see where we're at for time. We'll see how long we discuss this for. And if I don't do the other one, we'll put it on next week's show to start out with. Because it's not time sensitive. So Melter this week writes, and it says on the headline, spoilers about what will happen with the WWE Universal and WWE title heading into WrestleMania 38. And that's what really triggers me when it says spoilers. Like this guy like knows everything and he's been right the whole time. There's only one person that's been right all the time for the last five years. And that's me. And the reason I get pissed off about it, I don't get pissy with the bullshit in the comments. And that's something I explain on keep it 100. I don't get, I don't give a fuck about what people are saying in the comments. The fact is, is why I don't, why I don't, why I get pissed off about it is the lack of understanding that I am legit and what it takes to be legit. Now, 
I'm fortunate that I'm not as big as Meltzer or Saturn or, or Sean Rossat. Most, most wrestling fans haven't heard of me. And that is why these people still talk to me. So being on Russo's show, being on Conan's show, this is as high as I can go. I can't create a website because I know when I was at my absolute peak on Sports Keter and I had that biggest audience with my verified Twitter and whatnot, it was a lot more difficult. The, the, the people were giving me less than I'm getting now. So at this happy medium, I'm able to get a lot more information than the so-called like main sources that like give you give you give you the news. So in even order to do that, on a week to week basis, I've got to go through people I know in production. I've got to go to people I know in creative. I've got to go to wrestlers. I've got to go to marketing. And I've got to remember to never go to the same people repetitively. Mm-hmm. So if I go to wrestler A, I can't contact I can't ask wrestler A a question. For a couple of weeks, I then need to go to the crew. I can't send a text to market in and then send another text to market. In. I can't keep restarting conversations to get gossip. It has to be tactfully played out on a week to week basis to get information, right? So that I can, so I can bring it to you without people working out that there is a major financial benefit and that I'm going super public with our conversations, mm-hmm. right? Now, some people know and don't care, but some people don't know. So it takes a lot of juggling. It's too much hard work for what I get paid to do it, right? Compared to what I get over at my website, lockbaiting.com, to do sports gambling and the respect I have with the gambling community, this bullshit ain't worth the grind like on a week-to-week basis. So when I see these crappy comments on the side and when I see this dipshit, with his nonsense being referred to as spoilers, that is the reason I do this in the first place. That's why I don't leave because I see this and I get, and I get angry and go spoilers and then I read it and it's all wrong. That's why I want to have a platform to, to vent about how much crap comes out of this guy's mouth. So, or what, or, or this is the written word here, but he did say it on his show. So let me read you this and let me let you know 100% that none of this is true. Okay. WWE champion Brock Lesnar, and I already did this bit on Conan's show, so before you complain, um, some people don't watch every second of every show because they go outside and do things. Um, so, yeah, so I am going to repeat this, but it's um, it's new for Cab. So All right, you got Cab- 10 minutes with me, so go ahead. WWE champion Brock Lesnar is set to defend his title against Bobby Lashley at the 2022 Raw Rumble premium live event. And Roman Reigns is expected to defend his title against Seth Rollins. Dave Meltzer says, uh, Dave Meltzer discussed the current storyline direction for the Raw Rumble and Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman heading into WrestleMania 38. Bullshit is pending. The plan for day one was that Seth Rollins was going to be the WWE champion coming off the show. No, he wasn't. Um, and Lesnar was going to be the universal champion coming off the show. No, he wasn't. So Lesnar is now the WWE champion. So I'm wondering if they are just going to go Seth. Now this is now he starts to even tell you he's speculating. Seth was going to defend one title on one night at WrestleMania and Lesnar and Roman were going to be for the other night on WrestleMania. I was kind of told it's going to end up where it's supposed to be. So I wonder if that means. Why are you wondering if it means? Why don't you ask the next? Why don't you ask what? The, if, why don't you ask what it means? So I wonder if that means they're going to switch belts, like the universal belt goes with Seth on Raw, and the WWE belt that Roman would end up with, most likely, I'm guess Brock would have, would be on SmackDown, which was not the plan, but maybe how they end up recalibrating everything because making me angry because Roman missing the pay-per-view and them deciding to go with Brock to win the other titles. Brock was going to win one title. I can't say hundred percent Brock was going to win the other title, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Seth. I know was hundred percent the plan to win the WWE championship, but Brock now he's, this is what he says. Brock had to be winning over Roman at day one because that was the second match. Roman won the first match. Heyman was going to end up with Brock. I figured that Heyman was going to screw Roman in that match and that ne- and that never happened. And instead, 
of waiting to do the match at the Royal Rumble, the decision was made that Paul has already been fired and we're not going to take him off TV. We're going to put him right with Brock or right away with no storyline. I think that's how it was going to happen. I don't know what that means with Seth wins, but I think it makes sense that he would end up winning the title. Oh, there's just too many lies to unpack for me to even do that next bit of news. First of all, let me run through this. He's telling you, by the way, here. So just to paraphrase. Well, Roman Reigns just started talking um, by himself. Um, so he's telling you here, to, to paraphrase the nonsense, Seth Rollins was going to win the championship. Brock Lesnar was going to win the championship. We would have two new champions crowned on a B pay-per-view, which was an experimental B pay-per-view, the first ever premium live event. And they were going to change all the titles. They were going to undo a year and a half's work with Roman Reigns. And they were just going to flip two titles just so that they could do Roman and Brock again. Because he thought the only way you do it, in his opinion, is to um, is to flip the titles. He's also said that Heyman was going to end up with Brock. So he's telling you here that Roman Reigns was going to chase the championship as a babyface because he got screwed by Paul Heyman and Heyman was going to end up with Brock. So what happens to Rock and Roman? Does Rock come in as a fucking heel against Roman Reigns because you turned him babyface? This guy is such a liar from top to bottom. <laughs> Seth Rollins, first of all, was never going to win the championship. Big E was going to win the championship, right? Or he was going to retain it. Mm -hmm. He was going to keep it. And then he was going to lose to Bobby Lashley. Where did you hear that Big E was going to lose the championship and that he was failing at the champion, as a champion? You heard it here. I ain't seen shit in the comments about Big E losing the title and me being 100% correct about him failing as a champion. But there you go. We'll add that to all of the other stuff that I've got right throughout the year. So Big E was losing the championship at the Royal Rumble to Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar was losing at day one to Roman Reigns because Paul Heyman was going to show his loyalty to Roman the heel. The way Brock now, we have a brand new story where Paul Heyman has screwed Brock Lesnar. The story is Heyman versus Lesnar with Roman being his wrestler and Brock Lesnar was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Very simple, very, very tidy. Now, this is where we are actually at now. The whole thing with Seth Rollins winning the championship and supposed to win the championship or whatever, I don't know who, he's had, who he had that from, but let me give you some advice, Dave Meltzer. Whoever you're talking to fucking hates you and you should stop talking to him. You're being trolled if you're not making this up by yourself because only an enemy would give you this information. <laughs> so the real plan uh, was what I just said. Now, moving forward, the plan at the moment is very, very simple because it just gets you straight back to where you're at. Paul Heyman and MVP are in cahoot, are supposed to be in cahoots to screw Brock Lesnar out of the championship. Now, this is plan A. Once Paul Heyman, once, sorry, uh, Bobby Lashley realizes that he didn't beat Brock Lesnar by himself, which is actually, this is a story directly from Cobra Kai. Um, when Bobby Lashley realizes that Roman Reigns, uh, that, what am I talking about? When Bobby Lashley realizes that Paul Heyman and MVP were together and they, and they planned to screw Brock Lesnar, he's going to fire MVP because he wanted to beat Brock Lesnar by himself, because he's Mr. Good Guy, and that's the last straw for MVP. So he goes into WrestleMania as a babyface, where we have the first ever black male versus black male main event on night one of Omos beating Bobby Lashley. That was supposed to be what happens. That is now plan A. Plan, and, and the rest of plan A is obviously Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, with um, Brock Lesnar being the Raw Rumble winner, or you could have Omos win the Raw Rumble and Brock Lesnar winning the Elimination Chamber, which could happen because we know Brock Lesnar has to work in Saudi, and Saudi now has the Elimination Chamber. So that that's plan A. Now, the reason why I'm not 100% doubling down on that is because I know there's a plan B that can be dropped at any time, and I've been made very, very wary of that. Now, there were plans, tentative plans to unify Charlotte and Becky's titles at Survivor Series. It didn't happen. There are plans at some point to unify the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship at some point. This could happen at WrestleMania. 
If it doesn't, it could happen at the following WrestleMania. So when you're looking at Rock and Roman, don't be surprised if Rock comes in and beats the WWE champion at the Royal Rumble and then go and then challenges Roman Reigns to a champion versus champions match. And that is the unification. But at some point, they want to bring these brands together because Nick Khan has said, I want to bring the brands together because he finds it difficult to have one guy on one show and you can't, and the NBC can't use certain guys and Fox can't use certain guys because this isn't beneficial to the, the to the future of the company. Thank God. So, so Nick Khan wants to end that. So at some point, you can do the unification at any time. What's key to this is the commitment to Omos. Now, Omos and AJ Styles was blown off very quickly. You had that story here. I told you they were going to do a match. I told you Omos was going to win. And I told you they were never going to go back to it because they had bigger plans for both of them. Did I not, right? You did. Right. So the, the, the fact is, not only was that match important for blowing off the feud, it was important to look at Omos because it was looked as a bar as to this is the best guy that he can work with. This is the best Omos match that we can have. Did it pass the approval test? I don't know. If it didn't, if it didn't, they will unify the titles. If it did, they'll go ahead with the plan that I said. On the women's side of things, um, Sasha Banks is out of the Royal Rumble. She was supposed to win the Royal Rumble and face Charlotte. Mm. So I don't know what they're doing. I assume it's going to be someone from Raw. They could have Bailey return and go to Raw because she's never faced Becky, crazily on, on pay-per-view. Or they could just go with Bianca again, which looks like from the TV this week, that could be something they do. I can't confirm that at the moment. So at the moment, that's everything that they're doing. This guy is full of shit. There is everything he said was wrong. Everything. Nothing there is right other than they need to get back to Brock and, uh, Brock and Roman, which has been my story for six months anyway. So that's where, that's where we're at. All right. That is your show this week. That is your informer, and that was big news that you got. So we hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week with some more breaking news and dropping some bombs on people. The only place that you should get it, and that is from Mr. Billy Body. Go to lockbaiting.com. Go to at Lingus Mafia. Get all the info you need there, and we'll see you next week.